This is the Tao of Christ, and I am Marshall Davis. In this podcast, I explore the mystical roots of Christianity, which Jesus called the Kingdom of God, which I refer to as Christian non-duality, unitive awareness, or union with God. Others call it non-dual awareness, liberation, enlightenment, or spiritual awakening. It is the heart of all spiritual traditions. This is the Tao of Christ. Good afternoon. This is Marshall Davis. I finished the Beatitudes of Jesus last episode when I was in Florida, and now I'm back in New Hampshire again. And I think I might continue a non-dual interpretation of the rest of the Sermon on the Mount in the future, but today I'm going, going to take a break and address another issue which is related. The issue is this. Did Jesus really teach non-duality? I've been asked that on occasion. A few weeks ago, I was on a Zoom call with a psychologist who is a listener. He asked about my non-dual interpretation of Jesus's apocalyptic teachings. I started to expound them the way I normally do. He interrupted and said, I understand that's how you interpret it. But is that what Jesus really meant? It was an important question. And it began a conversation about historical Jesus. This is not the first time that I have been asked something like that. I was interviewed on a podcast and the interviewer asked me, do you really think Jesus taught non-duality? I could hear the incredulity in his voice. People have a difficult time believing that Jesus really taught non-duality. And it's right to be skeptical, so I want to address this today. It's hard for a lot of people to accept that Jesus actually taught non-duality because it's not the typical way of reading Jesus. Consequently, some people suspect that I am reading my own thoughts into the words of Jesus. Some Christians accuse me of reading Eastern religious concepts into the words of Jesus. So this is an understandable concern. We all have a tendency to read things into a text in order to make it say what we want it to say. The term for that, we call it eisegesis as opposed to exegesis. And yet, I am convinced that Jesus really was a teacher of non-duality. But he's not your typical non-dual teacher. And that may be the reason people have a hard time with this approach to the teachings of Jesus. He was not a Ayashanti or Ramana Maharshi. He wasn't a Buddhist or a Hindu. He was a Jew. He came out of Hebrew religion, not Indian religion. Therefore, his vocabulary and his Stories reflect that Hebraic heritage. Furthermore, it's not easy for us to get into the mind of Jesus. He was se- he is separated from us by 2,000 years and thousands of miles, a entirely different culture and a different time and place. It's nearly impossible for us in our time and place to conceive of the way that a first century Palestinian Jew living in a pre-scientific age, would have thought about the world. For that reason, it's 
difficult to discover the true historical Jesus. People have been trying to do this for centuries. The search for the historical Jesus has been going on in biblical studies for 300 years. As an undergrad religion major, I read Albert Schweitzer's book entitled The Quest of the Historical Jesus. It was published in 1906. He reviewed the search up to that point in 1906. That's been going on ever since for over a hundred more years. Back then, Schweitzer concluded that the historical Jesus was an eschatological preacher who believed that the world was coming to an end very soon, within the lifetimes of his listeners. And therefore, he proposed what Schweitzer called an interim ethic, a radical ethic of nonviolence, unconditional love, and non-judgment while he waited for God to bring an end to history. Since Schweitzer's time, scholars have continued, off and on, the search for the historical Jesus. A lot of books have been written seeking to determine exactly what Jesus thought and exactly what he taught. Was he an apocalyptic preacher? Was he a philosopher, kind of like the Greek philosophers? Was he a, a sage, a mystic? Was he a peasant revolutionary or a social reformer, a Pharisaic rabbi, or maybe an Essene? There are as many interpretations of Jesus as there are writers. And in reading these books about Jesus, one common denominator emerges. Jesus' teachings strangely seem to resemble the author of that particular book. If the author is a Marxist, Jesus sounds like a Marxist. If the writer is a fundamentalist Christian, Jesus sounds like a fundamentalist. If she is a mystic, and Jesus comes off as a mystic. That's a human tendency. Therefore, it is reasonable for people to think that I am just one more such interpreter reinterpreting Jesus' words to fit my idea of who he was and what he taught. Did Jesus really teach non-duality? My most direct and honest answer is we can't be sure what the historical Jesus really thought and taught. That is an historical question. And the truth is we don't have the necessary historical evidence to answer that question. It's very difficult to discern what the historical Jesus actually said. That's an ongoing question in New Testament scholarship. The famous or infamous Jesus Seminar concluded that less than 20% of the words attributed to Jesus in the canonical Gospels were actually spoken by him. Now, most scholars think it's more than that, but we can't be sure. The truth is we can't be certain what Jesus actually said and how much was put into his mouth by the church to confirm later church beliefs and teachings. I think it likely that Jesus held a range of beliefs, including, but not limited to, what we would call non-duality. 
some of his teachings were in harmony with non-dual teaching. And it seems like some probably weren't. Many of his beliefs reflected his monotheistic Jewish faith. I'll say it again, Jesus was a Jew. We can't turn him into a Buddhist or a Hindu. He was steeped in Hebraic scripture and tradition. He loved to quote the Psalms and the Torah and the prophets. He was also greatly influenced by the messianic expectations of his time, which permeated the culture during his lifetime. So it's not surprising that he uses messianic and eschatological language. When I tried to read Jesus objectively, seeking to discern what he really thought and taught, informed by biblical scholarship, as far as I am uh, educated in that, I come to the conclusion that there are two aspects of Jesus. On the one hand, Jesus saw himself as a prophet in the tradition of the Old Testament prophets. He described John the Baptist that way also. And when he wasn't being accepted, he, he said a prophet is not without honor except in, in his own hometown. So he saw himself as a prophet. And Jesus, as a prophet, seemed to predict that the end of history was coming soon within the lifetime of his hearers of that generation. And it was connected in his mind, it seems, to the destruction of Jerusalem by the Romans. On the other hand, Jesus was also a wisdom teacher, like the wisdom teachers of the Old Testament. He talked about the kingdom of God here and now, within us and all around us. This is the aspect that resonates with non-duality. The way these two are combined is that Jesus seems to think that this non-dual kingdom of God was going to be manifested in history for all to see in the near future, with it connected to the destruction of Jerusalem, which happened 40 years after his death in 70 AD. Now, if he really preached that, and believe that, then we have to admit that Jesus was mistaken because it didn't come about in 70 AD. To put it bluntly, Jesus got it wrong. Now that's a problem for many Christians. It's difficult for Christians to get their heads around the possibility that Jesus might have been wrong about something. Christians like to believe that he was infallible and it's nearly impossible for evangelical and fundamentalist Christians, especially, to accept that Jesus may have been mistaken about something. And yet, when we read the words of Jesus, he admitted that some things he didn't know, and that only God knew. To suggest that Jesus of Nazareth was less than perfect in knowledge is heresy in most Christian circles. And yet in the Gospels, we read that Jesus would not even accept the word good applied to himself, much less words like perfect or infallible or inerrant that he never would ascribe to himself. A young man came up to Jesus and addressed him as good teacher. And Jesus replied, why do you call me good? None is good but God alone. 
Now that, we can be sure, is an authentic teaching of Jesus. The church never would have put those words into the mouth of Jesus. The church would tend to edit things like that out, but somehow it got through the censors. Jesus was not infallible. He never suggested he was. And we should not expect his teachings to be infallible. No spiritual teachers are perfect, nor are their teachings perfect. And religions and groups get into big trouble once they start to deify their spiritual teachers. As I read Jesus, he was a mixture of dualistic notions that he inherited from his Jewish religion and non-dual teachings, which he received from his own direct experience. The non-dual teachings were his unique contribution in that time and place. Many of Jesus' teachings sound like they lay out what we would call today non-duality. Not everything that Jesus says sounds like that, but there's enough to convince me that the core of Jesus' experience of the kingdom of God and the heart of Jesus' message of the kingdom of God was this non-dual awareness. The Gospel of John focuses on non-duality more than the others. In the Synoptic Gospels, the Sermon on the Mount. And Matthew's Gospel contains this more than other parts of the Gospels. The parables of Jesus lend themselves also easily to non-dual interpretation. And I think that is intentional. So did Jesus really teach non-duality? Yes. I think Jesus was a teacher of non-duality. But there were other dimensions of his teachings. I will let the dualistic aspects be proclaimed by others. There's a lot of preachers already doing that and willing to do that. But even these other parts, like the end of history, the judgment, the eschatological and apocalyptic tests, even those are powerful communicators of non-duality, and they can be interpreted in that way. And I suspect that Jesus realized that when he was speaking them. In any case, I focus on the non-dual teachings of Jesus, which are the heart of his message and his spirituality. And that is it for today. Grace and peace to you. That is the Tao of Christ for today. Thank you for listening. You can access other episodes of this podcast at thedowofchrist.com. You can also find these podcasts in video format at my YouTube channel at christiannonduality.net. My blog, Spiritual Reflections, can be found at marshalldavis.us. There you will also find a link to my books and my email address. Join me next time for another episode of The Tao of Christ.